You're listening to the Messy Life Podcast. Each week, we bring you genuine conversations on marriage, parenting, health and fitness, faith, and all the messy spaces in between. We strive to embrace authenticity, and we always keep it real. You're listening to the Messy Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lara Crawford. And I'm your co-host, Daniel. In this episode of the Messy Life Podcast, we are talking all about budgeting. The one thing that really no couple likes to talk about, yet we love to talk about it. We're going to talk about um, why it's important in a marriage, what it can do for a marriage, how it can hurt a marriage, basically everything you need to know about money in relationship with your spouse. Nice. Before we carry on, I want to let you know that the Messy Life Podcast is brought to you by CleanChefMessyMom.com. Clean Chef Messy Mom is your go-to food and lifestyle source for clean eating and gluten-free recipes, as well as authentic conversations regarding all the messy parts of life, from marriage to parenting to faith to all the struggles that come with living a clean and healthy lifestyle. We cover it all. Head on over to cleanchefmessymom.com for tons of resources and free downloads on all of these things. All right, so we're talking about budgeting in relationship, in and budgeting marriage. is not a four-letter word. Did someone say it's a four-letter word? I'm not saying it's a four-letter word. Did someone say budgeting is a four-letter word? Maybe someone out there. Oh, okay. It's not a four-letter word. It's not bad. It doesn't have to be something that you have to be afraid of. And we are going to talk about it. And we want to talk about really why budgeting is important um, for your marriage. But first and foremost, I think a lot of people... Um, have a misunderstanding of what a budget is in the first place. So I was hoping that you might explain that, Daniel. Sure. A budget is simply an agreed upon amount of money that is spent or allowed to be spent on different categories of necessities or even wants. It could be fun money too. So, okay, let's just make this clear for a second so that our audience understands. You're not saying that a budget is necessarily or automatically or by default the number that is the amount of money that you make each month, right? So I feel like some people might assume that a budget is just how much money they make. That's their budget. Oh, no, it gets more granular than that. Is that what you mean, honey? Yes. Yeah. So a budget is not, oh, we make so many thousand dollars a month, so that's how much money we get to spend it actually gets more nitty gritty than that in that you could have a budget for groceries and a budget for eating out and a budget for going to the movies or just all fun and entertainment a gas budget. in general or gas budget or a baby budget yeah. or there's really no right or wrong way to do it. Um, it really depends upon uh, the family and the lifestyle that you live and what makes sense for how you kind of categorize things to to match your lifestyle. So the budget itself is not the number that you bring home every month, but rather the amount of that number that you choose to spend on certain things. Yes. Awesome. So why do you think, I'm going to answer in a second, but I want to ask you first, why do you think it's important to budget? Well, I think it's important to budget because if you're not in charge of your money, then your money will be in charge of you. And so it's very important that um, people have a budget 
because without it, they're not able to tell their dollar bills where they want them to go. Um, <clears throat> it's also true that a budget communicates priorities and values. So if we had a huge value for uh, vacationing and family time, then you're going to see that reflected in our budget. Um, and so the things that we value, we kind of build into our budget. Oh, so clearly people would see from our budget, budget that all we care about is food. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. We eat really well. Yeah. Just making sure that's clear. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's unfortunate that a budget can be, uh, looked at as a negative thing when really it should be looked at as an opportunity to place value on the things that we want to value rather than something that is constraining us and putting us in handcuffs. You know, what's really interesting about what you just said is that I've heard so many of my friends say, oh, I just could never budget. I just don't like being tied down. I don't like feeling um, like I'm stuck. And when you said that budget shouldn't be seen as a negative thing, it made me think of how so many people think um, that a budget actually puts them behind bars. And I feel the exact opposite. I feel like having a budget actually gives me the freedom to spend money. Um, I know that's something that was really a, a big thing for us when we first got married is that um, I didn't want to feel like we weren't allowed to spend money. And having a budget gave me freedom. Um, now, what you call your budget or your multiple budgets is, you know, up to you. But for me, I had a budget that was just mine and it was, and I still have that. And it's the Lara budget. And actually, what do we call it? The, the Lara, Lara fund. <laughs> and within that amount of money, every single month, I am allowed to spend whatever I want from that budget on whatever the heck I want. It could be Chick-fil-A French fries or a new pair of boots. It does not matter. Like whatever I want to <laughs> spend it on, it's, mine. And I feel like that really, um, actually frees me to spend money. And, um, I don't feel like I need to ask permission to spend money or hide something that I spent or feel guilty when I spend money because that's what that budget is there for. And so, um, so the answer, my answer to the question, why is it important to budget is that I feel like it actually, um, creates freedom with your money. When you can say this money is for this, then you don't have to feel guilty or wonder if you are compromising something else because you have set that money aside in advance. Definitely. And I want to go on record as a husband to say that I love the Lara fund <laughs> yes. because um, there is so much freedom and joy, really, that Laura experiences in having that and knowing that she has it every single month. Yeah, and it mostly um, goes to Starbucks. So in case you were wondering, I just wanted to say on record as wife that it mostly goes to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but their dollars well spent. And But I also wanted, you said something um, a while back I wanted to back up to, that some people may feel like a budget is restrictive that it's limiting but it's it's actually true that well we're already limited by the number of dollars that we make we already have constraints in life and we need to accept those otherwise there's certain consequences if we don't um 
And so anyway, I think it's just interesting that people can feel constrained by a budget when whether you have one or you don't, you're still making as much money as you do every single month. Yeah, I think one thing though that our audience might not know that is different about us is that we don't um we don't put things on credit cards. Now, that doesn't we don't that doesn't mean we don't have a credit card. We actually do, and we put our monthly budgeted items on that card in order to earn free miles, but we pay it back with the budget that is in our bank account. And so um, while Daniel's saying that you're already confined to the amount of dollars that you have, I know there are so many people who would think, well, just put it on a credit card. And we that's not something that we do. It's not something that we believe in. Those aren't actually dollars that you have. Well, we actually operated on a pretty much cash-only system for a long time. Yeah. And even though we use credit cards, we still work our budget as if we're working with just cash. Absolutely. So every single month we pay off what we whatever is put on a credit card. Yeah, totally. And I think um it's really important to really decide up front when you are thinking about budgeting, figuring out your budget, deciding what your values are. You have to decide within a marriage if that is something that you um make a priority or value um and that being will we or will we not spend money that we don't have? And that's, that's a really big thing to us. We don't spend money. We don't have. Yeah. Um, and so you have to decide as a, as a married couple, are we going to spend money that we don't have? And if so, that changes your budget a good bit. Um, but we are speaking to an audience of people that, and with the assumption that you're not spending money that you don't have. Um, honey, how did you first feel about budgeting when we started? Oh, I was terrified. So we, Daniel and I, um, we had to budget out of necessity. So, uh, when Daniel and I got married or I should backtrack and say, um, one of my first like terrifying memories with Daniel, um, (laughs) ever was when we were dating and I had a lot of debt from having two brain surgeries and, um, Daniel, in passing in the car said something to the effect of, yeah, I've never had debt and I don't ever plan on having debt. And I was like, well, if we're going to become one, this isn't going to work out very well. Cause I got about a hundred K. So <laughs> this is going to be really challenging. Um, but then he found out and he still chose to be with me. He kind of felt like, um, an idiot for that statement, but, um, uh, my statement meant something different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was so, I've never, <laughs> choose to go into debt totally your situation was different so we um we got past that hurdle and we got engaged and daniel and i were one of the couples who did not have um outside sources or funds for our wedding and so we were in a situation where if we wanted the wedding of my dreams because Daniel's a boy, so he didn't really have very many dreams about how our wedding You're my would dream, look. Honey. Okay, so if we wanted the wedding and the wife of the dreams, then uh, we we had to make that happen. Which meant before we were ever even married, we had to sit down and look at the amount of money that both of us um, were bringing in and figure out how we could work those numbers to pay both of our bills: um, Daniel's car insurance, his rent. Um, his phone bill, my car insurance, both of our groceries, everything. Um, even though we, we weren't living together, none of that. We just, um, we had to figure out between the two of us with our two incomes, 
how we could make it work in order to um, pay for a wedding. And it was really terrifying to me. It was really scary. It made me feel very afraid to think, oh my gosh, like I'm exposing my finances to my husband. He wasn't my husband at the time, my fiance. Um, I'm exposing my bills, my debts, everything. It was really, really scary for me. And I also had a lot of fears that um, Daniel would never want for us to do anything fun with our money, but that it was all business. So that's how I first felt. I felt afraid for sure. And it was even more scary too when you became full-time stay-at-home mom, and I was the only one providing at that time. Oh, yeah. So that was scary as well. It was terrifying for me. So I guess I asked you that question because I want to bring up the facts that budgeting can be extremely scary for couples, but it is completely worth it, and we've come a long way since then, Um, but we made a decision very on. When we got married, we'd already budgeted for three or four months, I want to say. Yeah. And actually I'm remembering now, um, that what you did when I was afraid of budgeting is that you created a game and I I printed monopoly money. Basically (laughs) he printed monopoly money and brought it over and was like, all right, we're going to have envelopes. We're going to have monopoly money and we're going to make this a game. How much money can we get in the envelopes to pay for the wedding? And so it was really, he really took the edge off of it for me, um, by making it a game. And so um, yeah, when, when we got married, I was working full time and, um, I felt like I was contributing to our, to our funds, to our budget, but then we moved across the country and I got pregnant and we decided at that point that I would stay at home. And that was very scary for me because I felt like since I was no longer contributing to the budget, that I no longer had a voice in the budget. So honey, um, that leads me to another question. Why is it important that we budget together? Oof, this is a really big deal to me. Um, I don't know why more couples aren't budgeting together every single time they budget. Um, to me, when you, when you get married and you become one, that means you're merging every area of your life. And we have... Um, an honesty policy in our relationship, which means we tell each other everything. Um, I mean, within reason, but uh, it's important to budget together because when you budget together, it means that you're both aware of what's going on in your finances. Nothing is hidden. There's no room for um, big, big errors. I'm talking about the kind of errors when you find out when a wife finds out 20 years down the road that her husband has gotten them into $50 million of debt. You know, um, when you're budgeting together on a consistent basis, there's not room for those types of errors. And I also feel like budgeting together makes both people not only aware of the budget, but responsible for the budget. Yeah. And you know, as you're saying that I'm reminded this wasn't even, uh, about money necessarily, but when we were dating, we had a value that whenever we felt afraid of something, that we that we made choices to expose that fear and deal with it rather than live inside of it, which can be very destructive. And um, money is just one of those things. I didn't look up any statistics before recording this, but I've heard it said all the time that money is at the top of the list when it comes to divorces, really. Mm. And so money is extremely scary. It's difficult for couples to work out. 
and we made a choice to do something about it, basically, and decided that we're going to learn how to budget even if it terrifies us. And um, practice makes perfect. And it is far more easy and stress-free for us now to even talk about our budget in passing and not be freaked out by it. Oh, yeah. It used to be like a a dark cloud came over the room when the budget came up. It was The budget used to only be the meeting. (laughs) But now we can tweak a budget on the fly having breakfast in the morning. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I think that just the more that you make a choice to sit down and and talk about these things together, the easier it does get. And I... I've heard so many of my friends say like, oh, it's just way too stressful. We don't talk about the budget together. And I so relate to that. I understand. And I also understand it's not going to get easier until you make a choice to do it. That's what I think. Yeah. So um, one of the reasons why I asked that question is because, in my opinion, it's not enough just to budget. You have to actually budget together. Because if one person is doing a budget you're not both on the same page and on the same team. And budgets only work when... uh, That's probably the... Like, we're not perfect when it comes to a budget, but we are a team. Mm -hmm. And I think that's our strength. Yeah, absolutely. So why do we go over our... And when I say go over, I mean review. Why do we check in and review our budget on a weekly basis? Can you explain to people why that's important? Because I feel like some people might think that's excessive, Um, I feel like it could be easy for people to think that's ridiculous. Why do you check in on your budget so much? So why can you explain why we do that? Yeah, I think there's at least two reasons why. So we make a budget for each month, but then um, about weekly, we will check in on where we're at. And I can think of two reasons why. One is, practically speaking, it's easier for us to keep track of things if we're only having to remember one week of our life and not oh, yeah. four weeks of our life. An oh my gosh, are you month. kidding me? Four weeks is like a lifetime right now. Yeah. So <laughs> this is just an extremely practical thing. We've made a budget and not really um, caught up with it until the end of the month. And then it's so, it takes forever to figure it Ooh, out. And homegirl over here gets annoyed. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, I've learned from just experience that it works better for us when we keep things current on a weekly basis, basically. Absolutely. But then secondly, um, it's important to know where you're at because that's how you don't blow up your budget. <laughs> so, totally. Uh, checking in weekly for us works um, because, you know, each day our budget, what we have spent isn't going to change dramatically. And so it works for us to check in weekly. Now, this wasn't prepared, but just really quick for the purpose of our audience Um, Is there an app that you would recommend to people to keep track of their budget throughout the week? Yeah, we use two. I use one. Well, yeah. I use Good Budget. That's right. Which I love. I love Good Budget. Basically, whenever I make a purchase, I just put it in the, I just open the app and um, type it in. And then it makes it easier for my husband to see when he's, Um, Making sure the numbers line up with the bank account, he can look and see, oh yeah, Laura did make a purchase at Target. Oh, that was for paper towels or whatever, so that he knows um, where it should go in the budget. So um, one thing that I think is worth bringing up here is that every person and every marriage is different. Um, I'm more analytical in our relationship. 
And so I'm more of a numbers person, and Lara is less that way. I'm more of a technology person, and she's less that way. So we've had to work out a system uh, for the sake of communicating about money that works for us. And so um, we use a combination of just paper and pen and also some apps, one being Good Budget, another one being Mint, uh, mint.com, to help us um, monitor and create our budgets. Totally. So uh, before we finish, I do want to talk about one more part of the budget. Um, what exceptions do we make to our budget and why? Um, I was explaining to a couple of friends yesterday how when we grocery budget, I am like, I do not go over my grocery budget. I'm very, for lack of a better word, I'm very religious about that. Sure. I do not go over my she grocery budget. She will apologize profusely if she's seven pennies over the... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, it's just one of those things. Like, I just don't do it. I don't go over. And I was telling some of my friends how um, when we go grocery shopping, we always go together. And every time I add an item to the cart, Daniel has um, his phone out with his calculator and he adds it up. And my friends were like, okay, that's next level. That's kind of crazy. And... While I do think it's a little bit, um, some people might think that is excessive, over time, I feel like it's actually what really saves us. Because while going $10 over one week or $20 one week or whatever doesn't seem like a big deal, if at the end of the month you've gone $100 over your grocery budget, that's a big deal. Um, that's a big deal for us, at least. We're not in a place in life where we can go $100 over our grocery budget for the month. And so, um, again, we have to look at the big picture. $10 might not be a big deal one Saturday and then 15 the next or whatever, but in the big picture, it is a big deal. So what are the exceptions, though, for areas in which um, we do have a little bit of like a, what is it called? You know, a, a like a gray area, a gray area, gray area. Um, so we will make exceptions and, uh, I guess it just depends on the circumstances. Um, gosh, what would be a good example, honey? Ooh, a good example is how we rarely ever even use all of our gas budget, but then we might have a month where we travel and our gas budget goes over. So we will actually borrow gas money from the next month because we know that that next month, if we're not traveling, that we won't go over our gas budget. Yeah. So I guess um, what what I think I need to say right now about exceptions is that we aren't accepting the fact that we have a fixed number of dollars to work with every month. But for each month, we... Um, can move things around if we need to during the month, meaning we might borrow one, some from one budget to increase another budget. If we want to go out to the movies or we want to go have a special date and dinner, um, and we've used up most of our us budget, that's what we call it, we might um, take some money from our gas budget. But only uh, if we know that we have that gas budget right, to spare. Yeah. So it's an agreement that Laura and I make together. We talk about it before we do it, and we agree about about it before we do it. Absolutely. And just to be very clear, this means that one budget goes down to make the other one go up. Yes. So we aren't going into debt making exceptions, um, but rather we are 
basically renegotiating um, the budget right there on the spot. Totally. And last question before we finish, what do you think that this does for our marriage? I think it makes us stronger in that um, because we've just made a precedent of uh, it's both of our mission, but it's my mission to annihilate fear. I don't want any fear in our marriage and in our lives. It's my mission to annihilate carbs. Carbs. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, it's just, I guess as I think about it, it's just another extension of that. I don't want there to be any place for fear in our marriage. And so um, money is something that we talk about and we feel safe about and comfortable about. That's great because my answer would be that it creates safety. So... Good job. Ding, 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 ding. ding. We win. All right. Well, we love talking about budget. You can always reach out to us. Um, My email is laura at cleanchefmessymom.com. Again, we love talking about it. We'd love to help in any way. We are not financial advisors. We just are people who love making our budget a priority. So you can always reach out to us. And remember that you can always find more authentic conversations on cleanchefmessymom.com. And that is it for this episode of the Messy Life Podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed it, and we hope that you will tune in again next week.